The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Kennedy, you like talking about yourself, don't you? Well, you know, when you're as fabulous as I am, what else is there to talk about? <laughs> no, in all seriousness, that's your strategy when it comes to email marketing, right? Talking about what's going on in your life. Yeah, well, I do a daily email, so my strategy is literally, I'm standing there doing me hair in the sh- in the shower. Doesn't and take I'm, very long. And, uh, and it's... I'm just thinking what happened yesterday and what's the lesson I can pull from that. So it's a really simple way of having of having constant contact. Yeah. Yes. Brings us really nicely into what we're going to be chatting about in this episode of the podcast with Roy Fur very it shortly. Is. I'm really looking forward to that. Please welcome my co-host as ever sitting right next to me here at the Email Marketing Show, the man himself who cannot draw a straight line even with a ruler. It's hypnotist Robert Temple. And he has his light switch for the bathroom on the wrong side of the door. It just makes sense when you see it. It's the mind reader, Kennedy. Let's start the show. Rob and Kennedy can get inside your head. Now they can help you see how your subscribers think instead. So what's your problem with straight lines? You've got to live. My, uh, my stepmom describes it as cack-handed. Just anything that needs me to, like, draw anything or, or anything. Just can't do it. So you get, get a ruler, put it against the paper. Yeah, well, so far I can see how it's, it, you cannot fail. Get a pen or a pencil, either. And just do it, and it ends up wonky or the ruler moves. Do you move forward. the bloody ruler? You just can't visualise what's straight, even if I'm trying really hard. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. Welcome to the Email Marketing Show, fellow email marketing heroes. Yes, indeed. This is Rob and Kennedy. Hello. From the Email Marketing Show. Yes. That was all very repetitive. Never mind. <laughs> um, so today we're being joined by Roy. Now, Roy did one of the following three things, and I'm going to read them out to you, Kennedy. You've okay. got to try and guess what which, one, which one's true. That's so the aim of the game, yeah. Either yes. accidentally, just sort of misunderstanding, ended up with two dates to his high school prom. Oh, Jesus Christ. I hope it's that. Or stood his date for the high school prom up because he slept through an alarm. Okay. Or actually ran an advert in like the high school uh, newsletter thing in order to try and get a date to the prom. Which one of those things do you think happened? Because I know Roy's a an immensely talented copywriter, I'm hoping it's the last one. So I'm hoping that he ran some kind of direct response ad in the newspaper to get a high to get a date for the prom. Roy, is is that the one? That is the one. Yes, so, uh, <laughs> Did she get a free set of steak knives? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I suppose I was offering free dinner, right? But I, 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 I ran an ad. I had no clue about anything having to do with direct marketing or anything or copywriting or anything at that point. However, uh, a friend of mine worked for the newspaper and we had the crazy idea that we could run an ad for it. And I actually remember there was a direct response mechanism in there. I asked them to put their name on a piece of paper and put it in the slot of a certain locker. It did not get me a date to the prom. I'm gutted. The girls were not going to be swooning for a headline. (laughs) I I, I did have a date to the prom, but it was not because of the hat. (laughs) Oh my God. I wonder what the headline was. It was that who else is going to? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that you picked that because that is absolutely my my least favorite headline (laughs) formula. It's the most overused one, isn't it? That's why we're going to get on so well. Yes. So we're going to talk to you about we've got you've got a really interesting campaign, a particular campaign of yours that we heard about, and we really want to yes. dig into it. So it's all about a certain life event. 
Yeah. So uh, this it's a it's a few years old at this point, but it's it's such a great story. So on the morning of April 21st of 2016, it felt like any other morning, I suppose. My my wife got up very we're early risers. She got up very early, a little bit before 4 a.m. And I heard her go in the kitchen, prepare coffee, go down to her office. And then I was getting up a few minutes later. I went into our our, our bathroom in our master bedroom and then I heard footsteps. Uh, in our bedroom. Now, I just assume that it's my wife coming back to the bedroom, get something, whatever. Uh, so I finish up my business and I flush the toilet. I open the door and I see this, this red flashing light zoom by me. And it's clearly somebody that's much bigger than my wife. And I yell, who the are you? And um, my wife later said she thought there was a dog in the house by how I barked. And so I chased the guy. My three kids are in the house. Like our the house layout is a little bit strange. So our master bedroom is right next to our front door. I chase the guy, but as soon as he's leaving, if he takes a right, he's going to where my kids are. My wife is, uh, but he goes straight for our front door and I catch up with him at the front door. Cause he can't open it right fast enough. And I just start wailing on him now since it's not mean punching. a million different things that I could do. Right. What do I mean? I, yeah, you're p- punching uh, him. Yeah, I'm punching him. And I landed probably eight solid punches, kind of aiming for his head, aiming for his face, but he had his shoulder up before he got out, whipped whipped around uh, the, the, the fence or whatever around our front porch and ran off down the street. Uh, I, I saw his back in the streetlights. Uh, my wife called the police pretty much immediately. Uh, they showed up. They ended up catching a guy, uh, but I couldn't positively identify him and he didn't have any of our stuff on him, but we did figure out that whoever this was, he actually took off with our old iPad. Uh, now our kids called the iPad, the button because an iPad has one button on it. Right. right. Um, and we had to tell them at breakfast what happened. Uh, th- you know, they, the police were gone before the kids woke up, but we had to tell them what happened. They were not as bothered by the fact that a guy broke into our house as they were that the button was gone. Um, <laughs> They were, they were crying at breakfast, upset about this. And, um, by 9am I realized I have to do something about this. And so I actually decided to do a campaign, an email campaign. Now I had, I had a list at this point. I had a great relationship with the list. So I decided to do a campaign where I just told the story of what happened. You know, I, I, I remember the subject line as being, I tried to punch his face. Uh, so that was a very different subject line for me. Uh, and, and I, I told the story about how this guy broke in and all he made off with was our iPad. And I ended up running a sale because I figured the fastest way was uh, the fastest way I could get uh, enough to pay for it was with a, a service offer for a, a higher dollar, but easy to access service offer. So I do copy reviews from time to time and I ran a sale on my copy review service. And I said, you know, I, I'm just trying to replace the iPad for the kids. Uh, and uh, I would, I would, you know, really appreciate your help. And in exchange, I will give you this value. Mm-hmm. And I ran it for, I think two days. And actually by the end of the first day, I was very easily able to buy a new iPad, new case, all that stuff, a total upgrade in the iPad. Uh, and, and, uh, and by the end of the second day, there was little extra money in the bank from that as well. Uh, so it was just a, a, a moment where I recognized that I could sit there and let this emergency like it continue to hurt me through time. Yeah, it totally consume or, you, couldn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Or I could do a little alchemy, I guess, and, and, and turn the, the lead into gold and, uh, and, and tell that story and create a campaign around it. And it was highly effective. It, 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 uh, it succeeded. Right. Okay. So it's a two day campaign. Is that all you run it for? Or did you extend it at all? Uh, that one in particular, it was just two days. And honestly, I just like, I didn't want to do any marketing gimmicks or anything. It was just, I, I want to replace iPad for the kids. Right. And have that moment where I got to be the hero twice, <laughs> you know, I mean, once by chasing the thing. guy okay, out of the so house. Let, let's unpick the, the marketing within that and why that either accidentally, inadvertently, or completely consciously worked. The first thing is you're coming from a place of legitimacy, like this real shit happened to you. Yes. And 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 then and then now you need to do something about it. So you're suddenly closer to your subscribers because they're hearing about something that's negative that's affected you. Yes, and I am all for running campaigns around every holiday and whatever. However, when you have something that is this legitimate, like one of the biggest challenges in in marketing and copywriting is believability and like credibility. And if you just put deadlines out all the time and they're not believable, they're not credible, you're not going to make sales. But like this one the, the, the personal story, this, this emergency situation created such, such imminent believability that, that like there was no way it couldn't succeed. So how did you create urgency to this? Was it like, I need to get the new iPad the next two days. Otherwise my daughter's high score on bubble blitz is going to expire. (laughs) I mean, how did you do it? Well, I love that. Uh, and I like, that's not even it. It's, it's, uh, I, I think that in the email itself, I said, you know, I just want this to happen fast. And I, I think because my audience is full of marketers, I often tell them, hey, you know, a deadline works. I, you're not going to take action if I don't give you a deadline. So I'm setting a deadline of this so that I can get this iPad replaced and so that you can actually get the benefit of my service at this reduced rate. Uh, I think I also because I, I also I, I loop in so many elements that it's easy to forget which I did. But honestly, I only have so many hours in the day. So copy review service, I, I only have so many hours. You're right. you're gonna have to- So you, repl- you did some scarcity reply. rather than urgency in that case. There's only so many spots and, and that's how many we've got. I think what's, yeah. really ni- what's really nice here is to think about, it's not just about the fact that it's more credible and more believable as a, st- as a deadline and as a thing than uh, we're running this thing this week and it ends on Sunday because- Made Sunday, up thing. made up thing. But I think it's also just the fact that not only is it more believable, but it has a solid sort of reasoning to it and, and an interest to it that picks up, you know, way, way beyond just this idea of I'm going to do this thing and because we want to and because it's Wednesday and like that's kind of just it, which is what you see all over the place all of the time. I'm interested yeah. as well because this obviously comes from, like we said, from a, a place of legitimacy, but actually also from a place of real vulnerability as this thing happened. And sure, I mean, I hit the guy. I mean, I wouldn't be hitting the guy. I'd be running away. No, no. I think my other half, she'd be hitting the guy. <laughs> yeah, same here. Um, so I'd be running away. But uh, yeah, so not only does it come from a place, it comes from a place of vulnerability because actually it's the opposite of what most marketing hype is all about, which it's is about all about this new, I've just bought my Lamborghini and yeah. you know, like uh, what, somebody stole my iPad. That's all right. I can buy another 12 of those without, without even noticing. So I think it comes from a real place of like uh, this bad thing happening in my life, I want to do something cool. You're going to get some great value out of well, it. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on, isn't it? There's there's the mention of family. There was the kids in the house. We now are like, whoa, intruder, kids, wife, partner, whatever. That's I mean, there's there's a lot going on. And, and do you think? I mean, how do you feel that that played out? Well, absolutely. I mean, it's it's all about 
ultimately we are humans connecting with other human beings. And if you forget that in marketing, it can be really, uh, it's, it's very easy to get disconnected from your, from your audience, especially when you're doing this like mass marketing and whether you're talking a hundred, a thousand, a hundred thousand people on your email list, it's still mass marketing. And so it's, it's very easy to feel disconnected. And so this, this thing that just brings it back to, I was a vulnerable human being in that moment, right? Uh, I, I can get my house broken into like anybody else. Uh, my kids cry. I feel, uh, I feel, uh, what is it? Like I have a duty as their dad to, to soothe that in some way. And sure, like buying things is, is, is only one level of soothing it. Uh, but it, it's also about being effective as a parent and being there as a person. And I think, uh, true like leadership marketing where your audience wants to follow you comes from you leading yourself, you leading your family, you leading your health, you leading your whole life. And then it's only natural that you are also an effective leader in your business and in your marketing with your audience. And you know what I think is really interesting is it wasn't like, hey, I've had a break in, they've taken my stuff, I need to raise some money, I need to do a sale. You didn't hide behind it, all that stuff. But there is something really interesting about the tangibility of the singular item. I own, I want to buy an iPad. And they can <laughs> see, I'm going to contribute something. And not only am I going to get value from it, but I can see in myself the exact outcome I'm going to get. Now, whether you're trying to buy an iPad or not, having that singular visual um, yes. in our copy, I mean, that's a strong thing to do. It's, it's, it's funny because these principles apply in lots of different places. I actually, our, our, my kids elementary school does a fundraiser and every year they have a purpose for the fundraiser. The last year it was uh, getting coding robots to learn how to code with robots. Right. Super cool. Wow. Right. And so like I taught my kids, I I'm sure not all the parents taught their kids in the same way, but I taught my kids, tell the people that you're talking to exactly what you're raising money for. We're going to have this coding robot. So people in our school can learn to program and to have that tangible item. Absolutely. Now, obviously like there's all sorts of, uh, there's all sorts of, of, uh, ways that this could go wrong. If every campaign you're like, I want to get this, I want to get that. Yeah. You don't do that all the time, but sometimes like, like, uh, the Beatles are famous for saying, we'll write ourselves a swimming pool. Like they're not, they weren't just writing love songs. They were saying we need to write a swimming pool. So, and we have this amazing talent. So let's go out and write a swimming pool. Now the song wasn't necessarily about that, but having that in mind, I guess, is is also an internal motivation as well as occasionally, like in this case, an external motivation. I'm interested. Obviously, the campaign lasted two days. Over that period of time, you have to do a couple of things. You have to sort of tell the story, obviously, which you yes. do incredibly well. How many emails did you send out over a course of that period? And was it like the first one is all the email and then the other stuff was, did yeah. you read my story? Did you read the story? How did you do it? How did you split a story up? Yeah. Yeah, I, I email daily. So I... The first one was just kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe this just happened. And that was sent out the morning of. And I send at 4 p.m. every day, which is admittedly, uh, you know, I listened to your episode about send times. Uh, admittedly, that's just my selfish desire to send at 4 p.m. Uh, but I sent that one early. And when it's off time, it all, always gets more opens. Uh, and then I sent the normal daily at 4 p.m., which was kind of an article reflecting on what happened and uh, and the campaign itself. 
And so it was kind of like a meta perspective. And then I think I just sent the next daily email afterwards, which happened to be very close to the expiration time. So I emphasized it. And the other thing that I'll do is at the beginning of the campaign, I'll talk about the story uh, as the lead. And towards the end of the campaign, I'll talk about the deadline as the lead. And it's this whole process. And I do this with client campaigns. I do this everywhere that I do campaigns like that's the beauty of a campaign is you open with with like a reason why or a story and then and then by the end you're ending with urgency uh, so that the the message is changing throughout the course of the campaign i think that's a really interesting idea of like leading with a story first and then it flips around into maybe the offer later then to deadlines later yeah. i mean that's a really so nice there's justifications case studies like all of that stuff that can go in the middle depending on what you're doing, what you're selling. This is so, so cool. A really great campaign idea. Obviously, we don't all get broken into and we want to hope that you don't get broken into. Sure. Uh, but just take those things, the good, the bad and the ugly from your life and, yeah, yeah. and apply it to yeah. this what, stuff. What great things happened in the last couple of days or what really shitty things happened in the last couple of days? Or, yeah. or I mean, I once did write an email famously saying, I don't know what to write in today's email. Like I once had a day was like, nothing happened. Do you ever have days that nothing happened? That, ooh, and that means no sales came in. Do you ever have days with no sales? That's interesting. Buy this thing. You know, so yeah. like the fact that there is yeah. nothing, just start writing. Obviously for this, you didn't have to come up with something. Like it was right there, yeah. right there. I mean, this is, honestly though, like this is a standard fire sale. Like our business had a fire. The merchandise is still great, but it smells a little smoky. Uh, and our insurance company says we can't sell it for full price, but we'll sell it at half price. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, like there is such a template for this. If you study classic advertising and it's just, you find the story, you find what justifies the campaign. Johnny Kennedy wrote a book a hundred years ago, reason why advertising. Uh, and, and it was, it, it tells that you have to have a reason why for your message or else your prospects won't engage. Totally. It reminds me of the because principle that Robert Cialdini talks about in Influence the Psychology of Persuasion. Yes. By adding because into anything, it just sinks in deeper and allows you to justify anything. I think with that, we're going to head into this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Yes, we'll do that. So, <laughs> Roy, um, <laughs> what is it? We got a, a cracking subject line for us. Okay, so I'm going to approach this a little bit differently. I sending daily emails, I pay attention to my open rate. And I notice that every day that I include copywriter, copywriting, or clients, uh, because such a large portion of my audience is made up of copywriters. And I've actually verified this with click data and all sorts of things. Uh, but because such a, a large portion of my audience is made up of copywriters, if I just include these keywords that that match my audience and their core interests, which is getting clients for their copywriting business, then it's kind of automatic that I'm going to get a higher open rate. So my subject line is not a tactical, like, you know, uh, who else wants <laughs> whatever, right? <gasps> it's, <laughs> it is, it is, I have, uh, I understand you, I understand what you want. And that's clear from the subject line and people open it. Uh, it gives me an immediate boost. What's really great about that is, you know, when you send out a, an email and for whatever reason, the subject line really hits home and it works really well. And you look at it and say, oh, that was, that was the best subject line I've ever sent. You can't send that subject line every time, unfortunately, but you can notice the things about the subject lines that do really well and then apply those to other subject lines. And that's what's really cool here. I love it. That's this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. 
<laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, it now, is. It really is. Now, Roy, for people who want to find out more about you, maybe they want to subscribe and get those daily emails and find out how you're going to do the next fire sale. They'll want to know what, what, how, how can we go? How can we find you? Tell us where to go. <laughs> oh, I want to make a comment about your hair having to do with the fire sale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you go to breakthroughmarketingsecrets.com, really long domain, breakthroughmarketingsecrets.com. And uh, that's where you sign up for my daily emails. Also, I have additional training that you will, of course, find out about if you go to breakthroughmarketingsecrets.com. Uh, but that's where you get the, the, the daily emails. Fridays, I do videos. I'm doing more videos more often awesome. as well. Uh, you get access to all the, all the free content. And there's actually been over 1.5 million words of free content really focused on, on direct response marketing, results accountable marketing, copywriting, business building, selling, and more. And it's all there. Amazing. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. We've got the links to that and the entire show notes for this episode over at theemailmarketingshow.com slash intruder. Oh, that's the, a good one. You see what I did there? Theemailmarketingshow.com slash intruder. And if you've enjoyed this episode and you want to make sure you do not miss out on the next episode where Rob and I will be chatting about some other element of email marketing, make sure you smash the subscribe button. You don't want to miss out on a single little sausage, do you? Thanks, Roy. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks. The I would have punched him, really. Jazz hands there from Roy, thanks. <laughs>